This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Defense Department is moving ahead with plans to close or restructure nearly 50 of its military treatment facilities. That's despite a recent GAO report that found DOD targeted those facilities for right-sizing without gathering enough data on whether the patients they serve can be absorbed into the civilian health care system. As Federal News Network's Jared Serbu reports, the first of the closures could happen as soon as this year. The plan the Pentagon released in February called for changes to medical services at 43 military treatment facilities around the country and the complete closure of five more. Defense officials say they'd initially planned to implement the first of those changes by September. The military health system has been preoccupied by the response to COVID-19, so they've been delayed. But the Pentagon still thinks the first of the realignments could happen by the end of 2020. Thomas McCaffrey is the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Health Affairs. That implementation has always been conditions-based. Um, Number one, uh, our number one priority is making sure whatever we do, we maintain access to care for our beneficiaries. And obviously, if in a local community, the COVID response has affected that private sector network, we're going to have to consider that as we um, as we implement those changes. But according to a new report by the Government Accountability Office, DOD simply isn't ready to make the transition. Once all is said and done, roughly 200,000 military family members and retirees would be moved from military treatment facilities and into private sector care, mostly as a result of MTFs scaling back their services to only treat active duty service members. But according to GAO, the department still doesn't have a process in place to make sure the transition goes smoothly. Brenda Farrell, GAO's Director for Defense Capabilities and Management, says DOD also drew up its initial list of facilities targeted for closure or downsizing without gathering enough data first. We found that often they used incomplete or inaccurate information, sometimes both, or there were gaps. And we actually had three areas where we found some incomplete and inaccurate information, one dealing with the quality of civilian providers with missing information. The second was The number of available civilian providers was questionable. We thought it might be understated. And then the third one dealt with the standardized time that DOD sets for a patient to drive to their provider. DOD says it's still committed to not making any changes to any MTF until it's confident that local providers in its TRICARE network can handle the additional workload. But McCaffrey contends a good deal of that data-gathering work has been done already. We worked with our own TRICARE program and their knowledge of, of uh, what's in our TRICARE network, we, we did ask the, you know, the local MTF commander and, and installation commander their experience on the ground, and we used a commercial tool, a tool that other health plans use to um, evaluate network adequacy. So I, I think we, we did do good due diligence in data before we made our recommendations on change. The department also believes it's faithfully complying with a congressional mandate to re-examine its MTF footprint. As part of the 2017 Defense Authorization Bill, lawmakers told the department to focus its MTFs in areas where civilian health care facilities aren't adequate to care for the military population in a cost-effective way and on maintaining the readiness of DOD's medical personnel. There are certain communities where there is not uh, there's, there's either not a private sector uh, network or it's insufficient, and uh, in that case, we are, we are not making any changes. So it's all, it's very, it's conditions-based, it's dependent upon the MTF in the community, but again, the focus there um, from Congress, which we share, is that the primary purpose of these facilities is to meet military requirements, and that was the guiding 
the guiding force there. Indeed, when DOD released its initial list in February, officials said the restructuring was mainly intended to refocus military clinicians on the same active duty populations they'd be expected to care for in wartime settings. But GAO says it's not clear that the methodology the department used does that either. Farrell says that's because it only accounted for a subset of the uniformed health providers DOD needs to maintain medical readiness. Their focus was more on casualty combat providers, the physicians, rather than the other physicians needed for uh, primary care or nurses, enlisted medical and uh, surgical specialties. So they only looked at a small portion of the medical workforce that is needed for all uh, military medical readiness. And you're probably going to ask, well, why did they do that? They, they did that because they didn't have metrics for all the categories. They had the metrics for the combat casualty care providers, but they didn't have the metrics for those other categories. They did look at productivity goals for primary physicians, but productivity goals aren't the same as metrics because they don't identify the type of service needed at those MTFs. For the highest priority, there's still a huge gap in terms of the uh, medical workforce that would be needed to help ensure the military medical readiness of the service members and the providers. The changes to medical facilities come while DOD is also pressing to downsize its overall uniformed medical workforce and reallocate those positions toward functions that are more directly involved in warfighting. The department initially proposed cutting 18,000 medical jobs, but Congress ordered that that plan be put on hold until DOD delivers a detailed analysis on how many medical providers they would need under all the scenarios in the national defense strategy. McCaffrey says that analysis is expected to head to Capitol Hill in the next several weeks, but like the facility plans, the workforce plan is likely to be influenced by DOD's recent experience with COVID-19. The department will be submitting um, its final proposal that will articulate who are those billets, what type of billets, at what of which of our facilities, and over what time period. And, and obviously part of any implementation of that or other reforms uh, obviously will be tied to what have we learned and what are we learning with regard to the pandemic um, and its impact on, you know, on the military health system and the, and the ability of our health system to support the military requirement. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Check out Jared's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. What will it take to conserve 10 billion acres of ocean, 1.6 billion acres of land, and over 600,000 miles of river? What will it take to protect and restore natural habitats in over 70 countries around the world and in all 50 states here at home? What will it take? You. Together, we will make it happen. It's in our nature. See how your gift can help at nature.org. The Nature Conservancy. Protecting nature, preserving life. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.